This episode of Real Trail Talk is brought to you by Studio, a Swedish headphone company making great quality products for a fraction of the cost. And for Trail Talk listeners, you can get 15% off any order if you use the code TRAILTALK, or one word. And for every order, it's free international shipping. So it's Studio, which is studio without the T. Welcome to Real Trail Talk. I'm Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 16. We have a real treat. We have Don back in the studio this, yes. this time. Yes. Back in with Mark, not in a separate room trying to sync things up and, and talk over the telephone. Oh my God, it's so nice to stare into your eyes while we talk. <laughs> likewise, Mark, likewise. Yeah. And in the studio today, we have Alyssa, the other half of The Long Ways Better. Welcome, Alyssa. Hello, and I'm feeling like I'm the third wheel now that you're back together. Yeah, and I say welcome <laughs> as if I'm not sitting in your own home <laughs> doing this. Welcome. Um, do you have any special stories or experiences you like to share about hiking with Don? Mm, okay, hiking with Don. Well, I guess I would have to say that I started hiking because of Don, because of dating Don. <laughs> um, it was something that Don obviously was really passionate about. He, I don't know if you'd been doing it as often as um, you do now, but back then we did a, a quite a few day hikes. So yeah. we, we, I started hiking more frequently because of you, and your passion. And, and we did the, so, did the Bibbleman, the Albany to yeah, we, Denmark. Yeah, we did a five-day hike. That was my first foray into overnight hikes, other than what I did in high school with bush rangers. Yeah, so I guess my experience with Don, all my hiking experience is really nothing but hiking with Don. Yeah, which is mostly just trying to keep up. Um, you, Don's you, got quite a uh, voracious pace. Yeah. Uh, he's quite a fast mover and a shaker. And um, most of the time it's me trying to just keep up. Yeah, so often like we'll have nice chats walking and then suddenly he's in his own pace and I'm usually a bit more ambly. I usually take uh, a bit more time looking at all the small details in the forest taking photos of fungi and orchids that Don doesn't quite catch because he's in his yeah, own. Yeah, because I'm, I'm all mountains and waterfalls and the big picture. I like, yeah, I like the things. forest. Yeah. My, my, my jam is the forest and anything that, I don't know, it's just magical in the forest. It's, I like details. So for me, I like kind of places where there's lots of kind of things going on like that. A bit more interest in that way. Whereas I think I'm a bit more of a... Um, I don't know. I have to be pushed a bit more for some of the mountain hikes and uh, anything a bit more treacherous in my eyes, I guess, whereas you, you would say it's more adventurous in your eyes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of my hiking experience with Don, um, I don't know if I have nothing embarrassing. He's a pretty good hiker partner. Always waits for me when he's gone a bit too far ahead. And, yeah, no, we have lots of good times. Except for that time on Mazzaletti Beach where I... I really went a bit too far. Yeah. There's sometimes, the I mean, it's time. like everyone, you get in the zone of walking and you're walking and walking and suddenly you turn around and your um, partner is seven Ks behind you on a beach. It wasn't 7K. The whole beach is getting too dramatic now. It's good that you have that yin and yang. Yeah. If you were both at a ferocious pace, I'm sure you would have had a a large argument by now. Yeah. And usually we're pretty good at working together um, in situations of navigation, like where you might miss a turn. We're like doing an off, um, Off off track route and we both work together to kind of pinpoint with maps and things. We're pretty, I like that stuff. That's. It's quite fun. We work pretty well with that. So, yeah, we work pretty good. 
which I guess is why we married. Yep. yep. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were still together and we'd done some pretty big hikes and some pretty scary things from my point of view. So, no, it's good to have someone who pushes you. Yeah, takes um, photos of you when you're in puddles. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, okay. That side of the story. So I do get a lot of moments where I'm in my little, having little crisis moments walking up giant mountains, hills, I should probably say is more realistic, and I'm sweating and I'm wondering why have I agreed to go on this hike and I could be doing something else or I'm, yeah, what's going on? And Don's like up the top of the hill taking photos of me. Yeah, no. I've, there's some great photos. If you look through the blog, I, I think there should be a compilation um, post that's just bad yeah. photos of me. They're actually my, my <laughs> favourite photos. <laughs> they're, they're a lot more candid than the normal, like, point this way or stand yeah. there. It's me just looking like... <sighs> or the other fun thing is trying to ruin Don's shots oh, by, like... so often. <laughs> <laughs> trying to pull the worst face ever in the background of this beautiful, idyllic scene um, of mountains or forest, and then there's me doing a derp face. Uh, that's quite fun as well. I, I do enjoy timing that when you least expect it. Or the or the age-old phrase of walk normally. Just walk normally. Just walk normally for the photo. And then I, I try and do my best dog, dog in, wearing socks yeah. <laughs> photo. Yeah, I think we talked about that when we were talking with to Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's... I do get my... I do... I do take revenge in mm. small ways. You have to. It, it keeps <laughs> the fun alive. Yeah. 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 So the reason we have you in, Alyssa, is we're going to talk about Don's adventures in Queensland yep. and the various trips that you made over as well to assist him in his hiking. Yeah, lovely. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, we've already explained why you've been over there, Don, but just give us a little bit more on what you were doing and kind of what your schedule was. Yeah, so basically... I didn't really talk about exactly why I was there, but I think people can probably work it out based on when I was there, that I finished in April, mid-April, kind of probably gives it away that I was working for the Commonwealth Games. So I was scheduling uh, public transport services for the athletes and the media and the tech officials, that kind of side of things. And I'd sort of, I guess, come on board the project a bit late in the game. And I think they needed someone like me a lot earlier so it was a it was a pretty hectic time and the one solace that I had from you know these quite oftentimes quite long days you know some some you're doing very long hours six six day weeks um, but I think there's one point where I did two and a half or three three weeks straight of just working but one of the things that really saved me mentally was the fact that I got to explore a lot and do a lot of bushwalking on weekends. And I have to say that Southeast Queensland has some really excellent hiking. Um, and we went to a lot of parks in Queensland, as well as some south of the border in New South Wales, because the Gold Coast is really close to the border. So we mainly explored the parks in the area that were part of the Gondwana Rainforests of Australia World Heritage Area. So they're assortment of these little parks that are pockets of original subtropical rainforest. And that's sort of the main character of a lot of the hiking in southeast Queensland. There's these, these hikes that are really beautiful, lush, unburnt forest. <laughs> a lot of beautiful creeks mountains waterfalls like so many waterfalls just you know 
ridiculous amounts of waterfalls. They, I think there's somewhere I read that one of the parks there has 500 waterfalls. You know, yeah. spoiled. You can't imagine being in Perth where you've got, what, Les Murdy Falls, Serpentine Falls, and... A couple of others, one sixty foot falls, which isn't even flowing most of the year. Yeah, to have five hundred—that's just. Did you get waterfall burnout? I don't think it's possible. You know, like I, I, I thought maybe, but you know, I did twelve hikes, I think, while I was there, mm. and on some of those there were twenty waterfalls along the way, mm. and you just don't get sick of it. You know, it's just—it is so beautiful and so different to WA in a lot of ways. So your main kind of national park that you would have been exploring was Springbrook, Brook, wasn't it? Yeah, so the ones that are probably the closest to where I was based. So initially I was based in Maudsland and then later I was in Ashmore. So I, I was able to get to three national parks quite easily. is Mount Tambourine, Springbrook. So Mount Tambourine is probably about half an hour away. Springbrook's about an hour away and then... Lamington's maybe about 80 to 90 minutes away. Was there one more? Was there the one where you did the mountain hike that we drove through? Yeah, that, that was one. Was that, that a different national park? That's, I guess, yes, but I guess that's not one of the main. That's, oh, sorry. So that, that, was, that's, um, that was Main Range National Park, yeah. uh, which is another great national yeah. park that's a little bit further afield. It's about two hours. So not spoilt for choice when it came to areas to explore or oh, not at all. waterfalls or rainforests or anything. There were parks that we never got to get to. Um, and there were things like, there were mountain peaks. So one of the things that we could have done while we were there was Mount Warning. Mm. But Mount Warning is not something to do lightly because it's a seven hour hike mm. from what I've read. And also it's recognized as a important place to the Aboriginal people of the area. And they ask that you don't hike it. Mm. And I didn't feel right doing it yeah. for that reason. If I didn't know and I climbed it and then I found out I would have been like, oh, okay, sorry, and yeah. enjoyed the hike. But I just knowing that I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, it's just not right. Yeah. So let's set the scene for coming from WA. I mean, we have a warm summer, but it's fairly dry. And then you hit the humidity and the heat. And just what what kind of was rushing through your head when you were going on these hikes and it was you know you were soaking with sweat <laughs> and this and that oh you know like we got out the plane and I, we so we so the flight i should say how i got there so we flew from we were in hanoi we'd just done the the caving trip that we talked about in an earlier pod and we flew out of hanoi we flew from hanoi to singapore singapore to perth perth to sydney Sydney to Coolangatta, which is the Gold Coast Airport. Mm. And we got out the plane and I said, I've made a terrible mistake. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's so hot. It, it really is a challenge in a lot of ways because it's just that humidity that saps your energy. It's just heavy in the air. Yeah. The air. As you I mean, and, right. and we're probably just more dramatic about it because we're so used to this, like you said, Perth dry heat. Mm. Yeah. But I will say this, you know, like, in WA, you know, the, the Jarra just doesn't have the canopy to protect you from the sun. Mm. So you really are limited in summer to hiking in carry forest or rot early nest. morning or rot nest, yeah. yeah, where it's a bit cool. And even rot nest, you can do it in summer, but you're going to get sunburned probably. Yeah. So one of the things that's really great over there is that the canopy is thick. So you can walk throughout summer. It'll be bloody hot. You'll mm. sweat, you know, like I, I probably sweated through an entire shirt that it looked like I probably went for a swim and I didn't. Mm. 
But because there's a lot of water holes and streams all, all the way along a lot of these hikes, you can hop in for a swim very often. And that was something that was a really nice thing. I'm, I'm not a big swimming on a track person. Like, Alyssa, you'd probably be the same. Yeah, no. I don't want to walk in wet clothes. But in one of the hikes that we did, which was one of the first, was the Twin Falls circuit in mm-hmm. Springbrook. Fantastic short loop. It was probably like, what, 6Ks or something? But it was just so beautiful. You walk basically along this cliff top. You walk down to the base of the cliffs. And at the base of the cliffs, there was there's this one waterfall where it just falls into a pool. And you can walk behind the waterfall. And you can swim in it. And because the waters come from the top, it's, it's warm. Mm. And it was just so refreshing to have a swim. And it was quite deep and easy to kind of get in and walk in. And yeah. Yeah, quite... It was just beautiful after... A walk through the humid rainforest. And this was in January, which you know, mm. January I consider off, you know, off limits in Perth for hiking. But we were enjoying a really good trail at that time of year, and also because it rains in the summer, so things are lush rather than dry, and you know, the creeks are all you know empty in WA. We were able to walk through you know this trail where a waterfall was flowing and flowing quite well, and have a swim and cool off. So that was a really big plus. I actually found it wasn't that hot anyway. Once you got under the cover of the kind of canopy, it wasn't even that bad. Like you kind of, I don't know, I kind of got to a point where you think you got used to it. Maybe by that point in the trip, we'd acclimatized a bit more. But I didn't feel too uncomfortable that I was thinking about it all the time. I was quite enjoying it. The shade really kind of gave that, took that edge off. Mm. But the proof is in the pudding though, because I swam fully clothed and i said i bet you by the time i finish this hike i'll be dry and i literally was so it, it is warm enough that you can actually dry out completely after going for a swim and the hikes over there they're a little bit different in terms of the trail makeup isn't it so you, most of them because of the the wet weather in summer you have paved hiking trails how was that compared to what we have in wa not always i um, don't remember that many paved it, it was in, in, in Dorigo. So the ones that we did in New South Wales are probably more geared that way. I think a lot of that is that New South Wales has money. They can spend money on their parks and, you know, you can what? see it. What's this concept? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can see, you go to their parks and the signage is beautiful. The markings for like where you have to go is beautiful. They even on some of the more tourist friendly ones, they have a map on every single post so like when we did the Byron Bay hike, which is not part of the World Heritage Area, mm. but it's a nice coastal walk that we did. Every pillar had a map showing you where you are along the walk. Mm. Just that extra uh, attention to detail. And so what, what they did in the, on the Wonga walk was they actually paved the entire thing. And that was because Dorigo National Park is one of the two most visited parks in the Gondwana Rainforest World Heritage Area because of Crystal Showers Falls, which is a really beautiful waterfall. And because of that, and because it's on a slope, they've actually paved the whole thing so that it won't cause any erosion damage. Mm. So it, it makes sense. Looking at it, I was a bit like, this is seems a bit much. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like a hike when you're on paved surfaces, but yeah, yeah it makes sense. But yeah, they, they actually explain it on the hike, you know, so that was a really good thing. Mm. And with some of those steep inclines and 
declines. You can imagine why they've oh yeah that because trying to like fix that every year after a big rain would be not fun job. Yeah. And, and, and also, that's... I guess like um, just in terms of sustainability and looking after keeping one track and try and minimize impact. Yeah, and but I think one of the things you see about that in you see in Queensland is that they they don't have these seal tracks as often mm. or at all. And what you get as a result of that is that very often after a heavy rain, a track is closed which is something that's a bit different, I guess, to here, where it's closed because there's been a fire. They have yeah. it because there's too much rain. Which we totally had as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> we, we went, went to go do, to do one. What was the one? Was, the Worry Circuit. We went to do Worry Circuit. We got there and it was raining. And I have to admit, that was one of my, like, oh, I don't want to do a hike. It was like my last day <laughs> before. Like, I was flying out that day. And it was like the last thing we were doing together. And I said I'd do it. So I went to go do it, and then we got there, and it was closed, and I had to try and pretend I wasn't super happy. Yeah. Oh, Even no, though I actually now look, at, <laughs> now I look at the photos, it did look pretty amazing. Yeah. But we did go to Wet and Wild instead, so that was good. Oh, yeah, you can't pass up <laughs> a trip to Wet and Wild. We were Wild. like, well, it's raining. Let's just go to Wet and Wild. Yeah. Yeah. We're already in the rain. We've digressed. We have, we'll Start yes. talking about Wet and Wild. But I guess, you know, to, to give people an idea of, of how big the World Heritage Area is, the parks stretch up into the Queensland side of the border and then down into New South Wales. So the parks in Queensland that we visited, or at least I visited, were Main Range, Springbrook, Mount Tambourine. Well, I don't, I don't think Tambourine's part of it, but definitely Springbrook and Lamington are. But, but Tambourine has a lot of elements that are very similar. I think maybe it's not because it's not as pristine and they're smaller pockets. And then south of the border, you have um, Nightcap National Park, which has waterfalls and is near the hippie town of Nimbin. My God, it makes Denmark look like a corporate city. Oh, wow. Um, then we went to New England and we saw parks like Dorigo National Park, New England National Park, and Apsley Wild Rivers National Park that had some really beautiful waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And all of these these areas, basically, the reason why they're, they're called this is because they basically have remnants of the forest that basically covered all of Australia. They had these, this is what Australia would have looked like millions of years ago during the period of Gondwana. And a lot of it is because these are high on the mountains. Like in Western Australia, where people went a bit crazy with cutting down Jarrah, mm. they had a similar thing there where the red cedar, which is a, a tree that's there, they cut everything down in the lowlands and they call it red gold because it was so valuable. Mm. But by doing that, there's just these remnants of the forest in the hills. So basically now they refer to it as basically being extinct as an industrial you know, product yeah. because you can't. Um, and what they found is now because they try to plant it, that there's a bug, uh, I think there's like a beetle or something that gets into the top of the crown. Yeah. And it now grows on angles rather than straight up. <laughs> Which means you can't ever get those trees again because it's just too hard to, to grow it. So they've basically completely destroyed the, that, that in the lowlands. God, we need something like that in WA so they stop cutting down all the native forest and thinking <laughs> they can replant it. Yeah. You know, when you're up there, it really is like another world. It mm. is so beautiful. So the area in New South Wales, were you near, and that was a few years ago, it was in the news where they found this cave and there was this species of tree that they had no idea existed except for in this little cave. Was that near where you were? No, so that's so that's more, I think, in the temperate rainforest. I think that what you're talking about is the pines 
that they found in the park that's near the Blue Mountains. Uh, that would be it. Yeah, yeah the Wallamai pine. Yeah. Which um, can only grow in the spray of like a certain waterfall. And it is, as you say, it is a, it is a Gondwanan thing, whereas this pine is from that particular era. Yeah. But yeah, that's a bit further south and more temperate kind of rainforest. Oh. We did see glowworms. Yeah, we did. We saw glowworms. What was that? That was... That in was in Tambourine. Tambourine. I yeah. was going to think of with things from in a within a cave. Yeah. Um, glowworms were pretty cool in Tambourine. And they had they had so that was in a bit of an artificial cave, but there were actual glowworms in part of Springbrook, which is a very famous part of the park called Natural Bridge, which is basically this cave that water flows through a waterfall into the cave from the top, and it has a roof to it. And it's just amazing. It looks, it's one of those things that you see, you know, you always see it in photographs. And it was one of those things that Alyssa always refers to them as little Donny moments. So when I was a kid, I was really into um, like nature photography and I had like a Steve Parrish book. And I, I'm pretty sure that that was in there. And I saw it. I was like, yes, yeah, tick that one off. Yeah, Don mm. talks about like, oh, when I was a child, I always dreamed about going here. And it's like this really obscure national park <laughs> with like a rock formation. And I'm like, really? Really? As a child? And you're like, yeah, I had this book and I used to dream that one day I'd see it in real life. So now it's, I'm like, oh, Don, would, would little Donnie be proud? <laughs> would he be proud of you today, of future Donnie? Well, yeah. at least he's not going to be disappointed that he wanted to be like an astronaut or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn, I never got to go to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't care about that. Um, so that, that's a more of a touristy walk. I never, I didn't actually write it up as a walk. I just went and I took a photo of it because... Mm. You know, little Donny would be proud. Yeah, and, <laughs> just and, for little Donny. And I think we we have a similar view that you know, like, if it's really short, it's not really a bushwalk. You know, like, yeah. It, like I think it's one of those things where it's it's a fantastic thing that you have to see, but don't call it a you know a great bushwalk because it's it's well, got to be. It's a, a walk more... to a feature. Yeah, yeah. it's My got thing... an endpoint that's not. Yeah, my thing with those walks is I have to write about it enough to justify having at least two lots of pictures in. Otherwise, I, I'm just waffling to get, you know, it's kind of not the same. Like, unless it's 500 metres and there's lots and lots to see, it's not really a walk. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah, a path to a place. Yeah. So that was that's a more of a touristy thing, but definitely worth doing. And then the two walks that I did there were the Twin Falls Circuit, which Alyssa did as well, mm -hmm. and the Worry Circuit, which is probably one of the best long sort of all-day circuit walks in Australia. Because mm. that was one of the last ones you did before you left. Yeah, so it was, mm. so was kind of nice because one of the first that we did was the Twin Falls Circuit, and one of the last that we did that I did was the Worry Circuit, so it kind of nicely bookended that. Mm. But Alyssa, what do you think of the Twin Falls Circuit? Well, like I said to you earlier, a lot of this kind of blends into one beautiful experience. <laughs> I'm not very good at remembering details like Don is. So you can't remember waterfall number 93 yeah, over 94? Yeah, it kind of gets like that after a while. And especially because, I mean, like I, I think maybe it's because I'm a detail person. I'm just looking at all the, the beautiful little fern details and things. But I do remember swimming. And then I remember that beautiful waterfall because it's obviously twin waterfalls implying two. Uh, the second one you walk under and that was pretty magical. Yeah. Like yeah, the trail actually go, crosses underneath the waterfall and you kind of get a little bit wet and it's kind of a little exciting and you kind of ooh and like run a bit <laughs> or you have to hold for a photo like I often do <laughs> in the middle of the wet. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, so it was pretty pretty beautiful. And then I remember after that, it was a nice slow, slow climb up. Like a lot of these kind of waterfall hikes, it feels like it's, in terms of like the gradient, it's like down, 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 flat and very kind of slow undulate, kind of up, 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 up. Like a kind of gorge walk, which yeah. I don't mind, actually, to be honest. I'd prefer like get all my downs done first, get all my ups done and at mm. the end, and then I'm at the car. Like, Actually, what you say about it being like a gorge walk, it yeah. felt a lot like that, didn't it? Because yeah. you have this wall on one side. If you, if you put like a mirror up on the other side, it basically would be like very much like a gorge walk. I mean, mm. and even like if you're going to extend it to other waterfall walks, like Kumara Circuit feels like we, I remember the beginning, we walked quite, I mean, it was, it's not as extreme as down, 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 but I guess the beginning half felt quite a lot of like just mm. slowly going down. And then kind of walking roughly kind of a tread and then slowly going up at the end. Like it's a lot of these waterfall hikes, surely, because you're trying to get down to the bottom of the waterfall. Yeah, because I mean, a lot sense. of these, a lot of these, you walk across the top of the falls mm. and then you're at the bottom of the falls. So in order to see both, you have to go up and down. To be honest, I think Kumara is probably more memorable, but um, Twin Falls was also pretty spectacular for that. I think the the swim and then the walking through the waterfall was pretty nice. Yeah, and it's and it's a short one, so it's one that you can do, and it takes half a day, and it's a nice way to spend, I think, you know, a day out in, mm. in a national park that's quite close to town. Maybe introduce some non-hikers <laughs> to the area, maybe like your housemates that you yeah exactly give them a shout out just in case they're listening. Yeah, shout out to uh, Simon and Zach, my boys from <laughs> from Maudsland. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 a good walk, and it's one of those things that. When you look at it, it looks like basically it's a shorter version of the worry circuit, but it's worth doing in its own right because the worry circuit goes on its own tangent. And so the worry circuit was the last one I did, but it was probably one of the best that I did. It was probably the second best after Kumara, and we'll talk about Kumara next, I guess, because they're probably the most like each other. Mm. So the worry circuit is basically this, this walk that takes you to a lot of waterfalls, and all these waterfalls meet in, into, you know, bigger and bigger creeks and streams. Mm. And they meet at a point called the meeting of the waters. And so what you, what you do is you're walking and you're seeing all these waterfalls along the way. And it's this long walk of switchbacks. There's about, I think, 16 or 17 Ks of, of waterfalls and, and switchbacks and rainforest. And mm -hmm. I saw one of those red-bellied snakes. Oh, yeah. which is really cool because I've never seen them before and they're, they're quite harmless from what I've read. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I'm particularly scared of harmful snakes, yeah. but it was a really great and enjoyable walk. If, if I imagine sort of the platonic form of a great hike, and I'm not talking about specifically what kind of scenery I want to see because that could be anything. That could be a desert. It could be an alpine climate. It could be uh, a rainforest. But... The worry circuit had a good length, wasn't too hard, doesn't have, you know, like I'm not looking for challenge, but I want reward for what I do. And it was a very rewarding hike. And also the fact that it was a circuit, I think, I mean, there are great sort of in and out hikes, but mm. circuits are nice because you're not seeing the same thing. Yeah. And this had everything. It was a nice circuit. It was a good length. The reward for the effort was paid off. And... Getting to that point where you see all the creeks come together as one and then they, they run off was just magical. Also, you get to see what Australia would have looked like a long time ago, which is, is nice. And you see, 
it's interesting walking there because you see just every now and then like a fleck of something and you go I've seen that elsewhere mm. and it's and it's a remnant of that Gondwanan past that has survived so one of the things that I saw were as you get up to the top you get more eucalypts because it's a bit drier mm. and some of the trees there are really these big buttress trees and they're not as big as tingles but they look a lot like tingles and you'd see that and go oh, so in the old Australia those trees that we see the tingles in WA probably it was all rainforest and they were at the top of the hills yeah you know they were f- playing the same role that these trees do but now the tingles are the main tree in their forest because it's been displaced mm. and you just would see things like the ferns growing around there we saw zamia palms you know okay. and it, so you see things that are just fl- flashes of ah oh, that's that is this is the same australia yeah but it also has this other layer to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Certainly, getting the messages after you'd done some of these hikes, you could tell that, like, you know, old Don was back. It wasn't. I've been, you know, d- not depressed, but like, you know, I've been working sixty-hour weeks. Really annoyed at that. Now I'm, you know, back in my element and discovering, you know, Australia in a different part of Australia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think as well that I enjoyed the fact that. You know, summertime to me is like the cabin fever period of the year where I'm mm. like, oh, I want to get out, but everything looks terrible. Um, and it wasn't at all. You know, it was actually a great time of the year to be out and see some of these hikes. And a lot of the ones that we did were the easier circuit walks. And we didn't, I didn't do a lot of the mountain walks, mainly because it was very hot. And also because it was raining, it's not necessarily the safest time of the year to do it. Mm. But I was there in winter, probably a different story. We've done a lot of the mountains. But the other thing is, wouldn't you do the easy ones that are spectacular and the payoff is huge if you could? Because I enjoy a challenge, but I also enjoy the payoff. And if the payoff can be got for not as much effort, then why not? Bonus. And I think that the absolute... Yeah, and Alyssa, would you, you'd completely agree. Yeah. Because you? you're <laughs> not a fan I'm of re- the mountains. I'm not as fan of the challenging <laughs> mountains, and I'm more fan of the payoff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that, you know, the absolute sort of representation of that par excellence is the Kumara Circuit in Lamington National Park, would you not say? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have already. Yes, you have. <laughs> Why is that? Do you think that that's... Because, um, I mean... I was interested constantly. There was... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the day we went. There was lots of animals out. I remember seeing a um, lizard guy. Goanna. Yep. Climbing <laughs> up a tree. Like, it was just... And it was weird because you see lizard guys on the ground, but, like, you don't see the lizard guys climbing up a tree near your head height. Um, So that was kind of cool. And then as we're walking through the little streams and waterfalls, there was these blue, like really blue crayfish guys. And they weren't just in the water. Like there was one point where we were walking and one was out on the track and he was all like, hey, and had his like pinches out ready to attack us. And so Simon walked past. Yeah, and we had to kind of like inch around him. He was like, hey, get away. My my trail. (laughs) What are you doing? He was, I think he was a bit... um, yeah, scared of us probably as much mm-hmm. as we were like, whoa, scared of him. Yeah. Other than the animals, then there was just, um, it's not hard in the sense of like terrain, but it was like, it's like a really nice length. Like we spent most of the day there and then also because we stopped a lot and had lunch there and we took lots of photos. It just cons- kind of, if I had to go kind of chronologically, 
kind of walk 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 and then we were kind of at a point where like oh i hope we see a waterfall soon and then suddenly bam waterfall bam waterfall bam waterfall yeah and it just kind of kept coming yeah it's stunning like that in that sense that you see one waterfall in perth you walk to a waterfall this was like i don't know did you count how many waterfalls no i, I mean the I, one think, I think literally there were at least 20 i think there would be uh, more than that really you don't reckon? No, no, about 20. You, you think that I'm exaggerating? I think that's, like, I think that's an exaggeration. Well, Someone depend- fact check. It depends on 20. how you, you counter waterfall. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little trickle over a rock like, and then yeah. we're calling it a waterfall. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's I, I don't stream. know. But, I mean, the thing is, on that walk, you see so many amazing scenes. Like, yeah, some of these, if it was just that one one waterfall, you'd go, that's a fantastic walk. Like, you know, if you think about walking past Beetle Up Falls... And you just go, that was spectacular. That was worth it. It was just all beetle up falls, constant. It was well, just constant beetle up falls. I think, I think falls. they weren't as, a lot, most of them weren't that big, except for that last one, which was huge. You know, remember the end when you look, go to, the, go to the big lookout and you see the two massive waterfalls flowing down into the. No, I don't remember. You don't remember? No. <laughs> like I said, it just blurs into one. Oh, oh, is that the bit where I walked ahead? Before, you guys was taking forever taking photos, so I decided to walk no, ahead. That wasn't that big. There was quite a big, beautiful waterfall there. That was a big one. That was quite good. Yeah, and that was oh, just upstream. Of... Yeah, there was lots of switchbacks. I thought they did switchbacks quite well in the Kumara. Yeah, like because it could have been like I said, it wasn't a full down, 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 but it it the way they used the switchbacks actually kind of made it quite achievable and not feel like especially when you're going up i didn't ever feel like i was doing a mountain hike where i was like when are we gonna stop walking up it was like quite a manageable for someone of reasonable fitness yeah quite quite manageable and like you said huge payoff compared to the actual output of yeah i mean for the amount of waterfalls that you get to see and and not just the waterfalls because there's nice sort of creeks there's creek crossings there's lily pillies you know like i i grew up with, with a lily pilly tree in my garden as a kid mm-hmm. and they had actual lily pillies growing wild on the track and i was just like oh look at this this is a lily pilly on the ground another little little donny moment yeah exactly lamington was one of those that was you know it's often photographed and i saw it as a kid mm. and it made me kind of think, because I, I think for a long time, I probably had a very negative view of Queensland as a hiking destination. I think we talked about this and we talked yeah. about dream trails. Yeah. You know, you always think Tassie and, you know, I love Tassie mm. um, and I love New South Wales for hiking. I totally fell in love with Queensland after this trip. Exactly. I did as well. I did. It was such a nice surprise because I, I knew it was going to be rainforesty and I know of the Daintree and things like that but i just did not expect it in around the gold coast to actually re i mean it makes i love the forest so it makes sense that i would have loved it but i just Mm. never really thought about it yeah because you think queensland the daintree and they always talk about it's just this one small patch yeah up north ish yeah which you know is now being protected and good honor but yeah the gold coast hinterland you don't expect it just to be swathes of forests and waterfalls that you can just go and access yeah and while I've heard that the Daintree is even more spectacular, I don't know if the heat is as enjoyable because I think it's hot every day of the year. Yeah, so I, I visited when I was a kid and no, I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, I just remember the heat being terrible up there. Mm. Um, but yeah. I do remember at the end of Coomera having a, a lamington. In Lamington, in Lamington, Lamington National National Park. National Park. There's a little cafe at the top. Oh, I suppose that's apt. You can't not go to Lamington. No, I felt um, like it was my yeah. just 
I just had to. It was my duty. It was your destiny. My destiny to have a lamington. Yeah. I don't know what came first, the cake or the national park, but it was delicious. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> the cake is named after the national I park. I don't know. Again, fact check someone. Yeah. We don't do a lot of that <laughs> in this program. <laughs> so Lamington National that. Park, that's the draw card of that area is like in terms of national parks. Does it live up to the hype in your oh, view? Oh, completely. Yep. If you think about Perth, probably our main national park nearby is John Forest mm. and the Eagle View is the main track. Yeah. You know, they're streets ahead of us over yeah. there. And it's it's not, you know, it's not well, our it's, fault. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not yeah. really anyone's but fault. It's kind of it's what the, f- the I mean, hand it, we're dealt. Yeah, exactly. Now, they were dealt um, World Heritage quality rainforest and mm. we were dealt uh, Burnt Jarrah. So that's, that's just the hand that you're dealt. You have to work with it. You know, the thing is, they have done such a great job there. And, and there were more hikes. Like I did um, another one in Lamington that was called the Lower Bellbird Circuit. Was that the one you walked in the rain up the road? Yes. Yeah. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Yeah. I heard from the housemates who were not happy that Don parked in the wrong spot and had to walk up the road in the rain. Probably from Zach, didn't you? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. No apology. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do not regret anything. I I taught Zach a lot in the time. I think of that as as a lesson that he learned as well. Haven't we done that before where we parked in the wrong spot and then we walked along the road for a long time? No, I don't remember that at all. No. No. We were on the the Bibble Man track. And it it wasn't my fault either that time. (laughs) No, it wasn't Don's fault. No. I mean, the lower bellbird was compared to compared to the Kumara circuit was nowhere near as spectacular. And yet I still thought it was better than Eagle View. There literally was a point where you went out to a, a cliff top that looked over a valley and you got to see this, you know, this forest filled valley. And in the distance is this volcanic plug that's just sitting in the middle there that, you know, mm. has, has stayed there while everything else has eroded away. And just for moments like that. And then it went down to a waterfall at, at the end, which was a nice one, but it was a very tall one, but not, not as pretty as some of the other ones. And yet that still was a great walk. You know, like that in some other parks would be the feature walk. This is just like a walk in the park. Mm. And, and it, you know, the ending was not great because you had to walk up along a road. And then at the end of it, if you're an idiot and you park in the wrong spot, you have to walk even further to another car park. That'd be the worst. <laughs> but in the rain. It was, it was beautiful, you know. And I think that that's, it's, it's the sort of the, the, the standard there. Is, it's all like that, mm. pretty much. Right, we'll stop here and we'll have a word from our sponsors. So, Studio Headphones. Um, I've been using them for a little while now. And as a hiker, the worst thing I can imagine or that I go through with headphones is you've got a cord and you have to plug it in somewhere and then it rustles around and then it gets caught on stuff. And with Studio, they're all Bluetooth and battery life is excellent, lasts for eight hours. The cord doesn't dangle or hit you or anything. It's really comfortable and the sound is amazing. Um, In terms of my old headphones when I was using before, this is above and beyond and great price point as well. So yeah, if you're looking for a headphone that's great for hiking, even though I know you guys aren't particularly because you're a married couple, you like to talk to each other and do all that. Yeah, if you want to listen to music while you're out on the trail, definitely recommend Studio. And if you use the code TRAILTALK, you get 15% off with free shipping. I wonder if someone out there like weighs it. To Gram like, shows. Yeah. They're actually not that bad. And because yeah. it's 
Maybe, you know, like maybe we're going to do that for the next one. Just let those gram shavers know <laughs> how light these headphones yeah. are. Because I have to say, like, holding the one that I got, the Regent, and they're much lighter than what I have on my head at the <laughs> yeah. moment. So that's good. Yeah. Do a, a good a good hiking-based test with grams. And, yep. Yeah. Maybe I should wear it when Don's talking too much about burnt jarrow. That's not a bad <laughs> idea, actually. <laughs> you're going to have to wear it all the time, then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you do the collie loop together, just borrow his like, headphones. Yep, yep, and I'll put the headphones on and just don't listen to the... the real trail talk episodes where we're talking <laughs> about Panjara. <laughs> Should we move south of the border now to New South Wales? Yeah, sure. I oh, think it would be Mexico yeah. way. Yeah, can they say that? Yeah, they they refer to them as Mexicans. Do they? They do. I just made that up. No, Whoa. they they do. They actually Have they say... built a wall yet. Um, As Bob Catter suggested that It's coming, I'm sure Because to be honest, I'd want to keep uh, was, Barnaby Joyce out of my state as well It was quite a nice, easy drive down One of the things that we'll talk about maybe first is is Byron Bay It's not oh, part the of Chris Hemsworth capital where, Yes, the land oh, of the Hemsworth The land of the gods yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. yeah And we went there, that was our first visit south of the border um, and I, I love New South Wales for hiking. I think of the mainland states, it's probably one of the best, mainly because they just have money. So the trails are just good, you know. Mm. Um, and we did the the Cape Byron Trail there, which was to the easternmost point of Australia. Mm-hmm. And that was that was fun. What did you think of? Um, I remember we paid a lot for parking. Oh, so expensive. And then, <laughs> and then we were really confused about where to start. But then once we got there, we were fine. And then I remember lots of stairs. All and paved. All lots paved. of very attractive, fit people. Not Hemsworth. So. Not Hemsworth. I was mm. on the lookout. Lots of attractive, fit people um, in like with their midriff showing, like easily going up and down the the no, stairs you, while I was like... You brought that top along, did you, Dom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while I was like grumpily, like, grump, 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 up the... Um, and then I remember just beautiful, stunning coastal kind of cliffs and beautiful beaches. And it was for the first time, I think I really thought about beaches to have like tropical plants. I was mm. like, what now? To kind of like um, Hawaiian themes? Yeah, well, there's even like these kind of like spiky guys... I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm sure there's someone who's an actual. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, plant person. Uh, it, yeah, they not look, ju- not just look... palm trees. There's like other tropical plants that I'm kind of They're just like, had never maybe known. Like a cycad or something. Not yeah. like y- yuccas. A little bit like yuccas, but mm. not quite. Like they got those pointy <laughs> leaves. Yeah. So it was just interesting to see different kind of plant life mm. around, like close to the kind of coast, like on the beach. Um, and then we kind of walked up and up and up, got to the most eastern point and took some photos. And then there was this beautiful um, old lighthouse with a cafe, which is, was pretty nice. We had some gelato and a coffee and got to like have a little sit down. And again, and like a shop. the parks over there, you know, not only do they, do they think about how to spend money, they also think how to make money. Mm. So they actually had a shop there. I bought finger puppets. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, I bought a cockatoo finger puppet and a uh, a wombat because you don't see wombat finger puppets no. yeah. just no. everywhere. I, bought... I am a teacher, by the way. I teach primary school drama, so it makes sense in the context of my life. As a, I guess, a bit of a nerd for this kind of things, I bought, they had a book about 50 years of parks and it was a photo book and had to buy it. So, yeah. you know, they've monetized this well as well. You know, they yeah, made a shop. It was really ex- a nice experience. Yeah. It was, it was quite a different experience. I mean, they are near money, so it is kind of perfect place if they are going to have a shop. 
it's not like you're putting it out in the middle of you know Sullivan Rock or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's farming and forest and yeah, like yeah. they know their market out there. I'm oh, sure. they do. But I will say, if you know, if I had to say, talk about the forests over there and the the mountain hiking in Queensland versus WA, is that I would say that they have much better walking there for that. But I will say that coastal wise. I'm sorry, it just doesn't compare to WA. You know, like, there's just no comparison. You look at it and it's like, you know, the easternmost point, it's all right. It's okay. The cliffs are nice, but is it Tondera? No. Is it Bald Head or um, in any of those national parks? Or, Fitzgerald yeah. River. Or you know, even, like, Cape Raoul. Yeah, like, the, in, the, in the Tassie. The co- coastal cliffs of Tassie, like, you know, not quite as, uh, what's the word? Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of something more interesting. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Just not as good. Yeah, the water was nice to swim in because it's warm. Mm. But yeah, you guys went for a swim afterwards. Yeah, and then we went snor- we went snorkeling and yeah, swam with sea and we turtles. saw yeah. sea turtles and manta rays and little wobbegong sharks and tiny little fishes oh, and wobbegongs. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that, that, tour. that was really good. So we did that with a company. Yeah, which I recommend doing there. Um, from a swimming point of view, it's nice. But from an aesthetic, like looking at it point of view, mm. it was just like you don't see. I think both Tassie and Western Australia have much better beaches. To, to go to, to if you want to look and see a beach that is aesthetically beautiful and i've heard that up north that's a different story in queensland yeah but not what we saw and even then you've still got like the poisonous jellyfish and the crocodiles and everything up there that can kill you so exactly still in the back of your mind yeah i'd rather swim in byron bay than up in like yeah cairns yeah <laughs> although we were still thinking about sharks doing that <laughs> sea turtle shark swim yeah you know, you've got to think about these things. and But it was, you know, it was with professionals, so... Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to die, watching a sea turtle float around is not the worst way to go. Yeah. Definitely not, no. Yeah. They have so much wisdom in mm. their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so near, near Byron Bay is um, Nightcap National Park, which is the first of the World Heritage Area National Parks that I visited while I was there. And that particular park has a fall called Minion Falls, and Minion Falls is a really tall waterfall. I think it's like 100 meters. Mm, wow. The walk starts at the top and it works its way down. And once you're down, the walking's really nice. Because again, you're, you're in the, the subtropical rainforest. And, you know, as, as far as reward is, you only get one waterfall on this one. You're not getting like 20, mm. 20 or whatever. But that particular waterfall is really good because it's a huge one. And the swimming hole at the bottom is a very big one. So we were there f- for a while, Simon, Zach, and myself having a swim in there. And it's apparently one of those waterfalls that doesn't flow all the time. Like people say, oh, it doesn't flow very well. You have to be there after rains. I was like, you haven't seen 60-foot falls. Yeah, you know? like, a trickle will make me happier than mine. <laughs> exactly. So this, this was good, even though it wasn't you know, really flowing. Mm. And nearby, if you're in the area, of course, there's Nimbin. I'm intrigued about. Tell us about Nimbin. So Nimbin is what you imagine if the hippies in Denmark had marijuana farms and had control of the entire city council. Um, <laughs> I imagine their flag is just tie dye. They so like they, they have tie dye. They yeah. have like a, a hemp embassy. We walked down the street and uh, smelled like Amsterdam. The, <laughs> That would be a very accurate description. Was there someone playing um, like a bucket drum? 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. I don't remember. But there was people who looked like they were... You know, when you see photos of like people protesting against the Vietnam War, uh, yeah. people literally still looked like that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm I would say that personally, I'm fairly left wing, mm. um, but not this left wing. Yeah. <laughs> so like the homeless people in this place would be like in a suit and tie, using their laptop as a pillow because they couldn't get work anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think there literally was an art gallery that said something along the lines of like liberals and nationals not welcome you know like that's that's how and is are. this in barnaby joyce's electorate i don't think so um not i think we Armand. drove through barnaby joyce's we, we did but this, this is a this is electorate. not quite new england this oh, okay. is the, the northern the northern rivers north north shore sort oh, of area okay. but amazing town you know like mm. it really is is like crazy i think that for like people there probably see the greens as sellouts you know like <laughs> They would see them as like corporate lapdogs compared to... Yeah, so how dare the leader of the Greens have a nanny that's, that's such a right-wing thing to oh, do. Oh, exactly. You yeah. know, it was a real eye-opener, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> that was one trip. Then the other trip that we did was um, when Alyssa came back, we drove to New England, which is Barnaby Joyce territory. Actually, quite similar in some ways. Some parts of it were quite similar to Western Australia. Would you not agree like we felt it reminded us a lot of um it's that town that we stay at that's near bridgetown bridgetown yeah it looked a lot like bridgetown yeah i mean there was that beautiful drive up waterfall way where it was just again waterfall after waterfall as the implied name of the road that was quite spectacular especially looking back down as you're driving up um and then we kind of we did the hike um, that looked a lot like Perth, as in like kind of Western Australian kind of bushland, but yeah. I can't remember the name. It had the beautiful Cathedral rocks. Falls. Cathedral Falls or Rock? No, sorry, Cathedral Rocks. Cathedral yeah. Rocks. Yeah. So yeah. Cathedral Rock National Park is, is not, I don't think it's part of the World Heritage Area because it's not a subtropical rainforest, but it looks a lot like what you'd see in WA. Yeah, like even as we were doing the hike, we we're kind of like, oh, we could easily just like pretend that we're back in WA. Yeah, so that was really nice, especially coming because as you come up into the you know on waterfall way, you see a lot of a lot more sort of subtropical things like you see the rainforest there, and you also see a lot of waterfalls like there was Ebor Falls, which is a really beautiful waterfall, and the other one was Dangar Falls, and both of these were very easy to see from basically just from the road, and one of them you can swim at the bottom of, and if you look at the photo on the blog or on Instagram, people are like, there's little ants at the bottom. It's such a big waterfall. And, you know, we just don't get that mm. here. I mean, we get that in WA up north, yeah, but not not this, not south where we are. But um, probably the best of the World Heritage Area walks that we, we did there, well, was the only one, was uh, the Wonga Walk, which we talked about earlier, that has the Crystal Shower Falls on it. And a very nice cafe at the top. Yeah. I had apple pie. See, I remember what I ate. Yeah. I'm not very good at remembering like <laughs> the giant waterfalls, but apple pie down there. Yeah, that. I remember that. That was pretty good. Well, they had that nice suspension bridge, which yeah. you may remember. Yeah, I do remember vaguely. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but the apple pie. Yeah. And the lamington. Yeah. And entry was so a lot of the parks as well were free entry, but this one was two dollars. Wow. Yeah. And they still managed to have the budget for great signs and everything else. Yes. 
Salespeople must be amazing in those shops then. <laughs> they must be. I mean, the, the thing is, here's the thing, right? In the shop, they even had patches, like sew-on patches for Dorigo National Park. Yeah, I want to do this for every, well, not every walk in WA, but like the popular walks in WA have your own patches so you yeah. can collect them and put them on your pack and exactly. everything. Yeah. Like, why is there not a Stirling Ridge one? Yeah. Why is there not a nice Cape to Cape one? I'll say nice because there is one, but it's ugly. Yeah. Other than it's the Bibbleman. Yeah, it's just yeah. good marketing. Exactly. And they think about that. I will say, like, mm. parks in New South Wales really do think about that. Even Tasmania, we've got an overland one. Mm. Yeah. They don't have as many because I'd love to see them for some of the other walks as well. Mm. But, you know, it makes sense. Overland's probably the most iconic Yeah, that they have one for that. Yeah. Well, having said that, I've still got, like, a ton of Life of Pi badges that no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing the demand isn't there for someone else's brand or whatever maybe you can do a promo for that on the show Mark. i've tried to give away <laughs> <laughs> no, i've only had one taker so far oh don you should put a life pie on your back yeah i'll take you get a long ways better branding one day one day i remember as well uh that trip we had a really beautiful airbnb that we stayed at with this beautiful rainforest kind of around us and like all little patty melons Around the property. Yeah, because we arrived quite late at night. And in Dorigo. It's, it's in a national park. Can't re- it wasn't Dorigo, but it was another national park. And it, again, it's part of the World Heritage Area. And Google Maps took us on that road that was not really a road. It was kind of like a it gravel was, road. It, it's, it's, a shortcut. It's a, no, it's, it's officially a road, but it was a really windy gravel road. But we arrived quite late at night and there was just all these uh, paddy melons everywhere. It reminded us a lot of Cary Valley. Yeah, did you agree? Like there's all those nice trees yeah. and the ferns and everything. Really and had, beautiful. And the place we stayed at had a b- outside bath, oh, which was pretty oh, cool. That would be and it was like pretty private, so you could like yeah. have a beautiful outdoor hot bath amongst all these trees and the patty melons watching. Yes, yeah. would recommend. Would go again. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And um, then uh, the drive back, we kind of detoured quite heavily just to go to Tenerfield. <laughs> Yeah. So we could go to the Saddler. But we did, before that, we did, oh, did go we? and see. No, no, no. no. We, we went and saw. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> no, bef- before that, we went to go see Apsley Falls, which is, the uh, I think, the second tallest in Australia. It's like 200 and something metres. Nah, but It wasn't that exciting, guys. Well, well, no, the, Whoa, the 200 metres sounds exciting. The, the thing is, okay, the thing is, <laughs> no. the gorge is something like 400 metres deep. I think I can picture the photo that you so posted. So it's like yeah. this tiny thing because yeah. it just doesn't look impressive in the scale of the of the whole thing. I don't know. I wasn't wasn't impressed. It doesn't. It does just not, because it's big doesn't mean it, it's It does good. not present well I think, no i don't think because i think when when you're there when you see how deep the gorge is it's it's kind of cool how deep the gorge is because you don't see gorges like that mm. very often but you can't hike down to the bottom of the gorge can you i think you can but not there i'm not sure i'm sure you can in other parts of the of the park yeah. because they have walks that go through the gorges um, not from the where not we from were because it was too steep. Yeah, because as you say, perspective. Like if you were in the bottom of that gorge, looking at two hundred meters up, that would be impressive. But four hundred meters up, looking at something that's you know less than half that size. Exactly. And, yeah. and, but that particular part of that's also part of the World Heritage Area. Uh, it has what they refer to as dry rainforest, which to me seems like an oxymoron. Like rainforests, you know, grow. You can have dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> But that's because it's made of CO2. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I don't understand. I think what it must be is that they are rainforest species that were Gondwanan mm. that can survive with little water. Yeah. And they have survived. But it's just it's a, it's a strange thing. But it looks very different to the rest of the subtropical rainforest. I think it was just too far away for me to really appreciate it. Yeah. Or maybe I just waterfalled out by that point. No such thing. It's did, like when you go to Rome and you see like... No, and it didn't have a cafe. No, so you couldn't be like, like vanilla there no, slice. There was no dessert to like, com- <laughs> kind of like create a positive memory. So, yeah, what to yeah. do? Parks New South Wales get on that. Yeah, yeah, I think West Australian government get on more bakeries right next to a walk. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. More more tens on a the plate. They could be selling. Yeah, it, oh. you know. Um, and as you say, we drove back through Tenerfield, which I had to go to because of the you know, Tenerfield Saddler. Mm-hmm. It's also the place where um, racist Santa Claus uh, Henry Parks made his uh, yeah Tenerfield address. I say racist Santa Claus because he was quite the racist, uh, quite visionary, but racist, yeah. and looked like Santa Claus. And so we basically took the New England Highway up on the way back just for a different, you know, different take. And we went past a park that we didn't go to, which I really would have liked to have seen. The Girawin. Called Girawin. And has that famous balancing rock that you see on Instagram. Yeah. Mm. It looks a lot like sort of prongrups, but with a drier forest. And then, but what, what we did see that was a bit of a, ah, i got to remember this to come back and do. The wine region. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. <laughs> no. So again, again, something that, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay a compliment to Queensland and I'll say something not so good is that, okay, Queensland's not renowned for their wine. I saw fudge everywhere. There were, in regional Queensland, there was fudge places everywhere. <laughs> That's that is true. Like I, I Tamarine gonna, Mountain, everywhere. I wasn't going to mention fudge. <laughs> I was going to mention that their ramen is bloody good. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Their ramen was that's very more good. Your kind yeah. of... That's more my jam. Yeah. But uh, no, their wine terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we drove through like a wine region, and we're like, oh, okay. We saw one that had a holiday five star, and we're like, Margaret River. Everyone has one of those sides. Yeah. yeah. You know, which which holiday though? Yeah. <laughs> it could be some cheap ripoff guy. Yeah. John Halliday. Yeah. <laughs> but on the way back, we went through this place called Cunningham's Gap, which is in uh, Main Range National Park, and it's this drive that you go up, 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 and you go through this gap between the mountains, and it takes you down. And it was just such a stunning drive. Would you not agree? I was driving, so I was trying just to keep to the road. Right. So you probably remember it a bit better than me. Fair but enough. yes, I. Am, from what I could see between betwixt glances, yes, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So the walk that we did there was probably the only mountainy walk that we did, which was Mount Cordell. I did that with with Simon and Zach. It's a really quite a good walk. It's not. It's a lot of switchbacks, but doesn't feel boring. Mm. And you're in. I was surprised by how much of it is in rainforest because I'm so used to mountain peaks being quite open, and this was basically just. You know, all shaded rainforest all the way up until a certain point, and then it switches to this sort of drier uh, environment near the top. And then the view—you can't actually climb to the top of Mount Cordo because it's um, that sort of unstable volcanic rock. But you can see the summit from there, and it looks really cool to see. You know, this this peak there, and from the viewpoint below the summit, you get to look across the Gold Coast. And you get to see all these, these. There's a lot of other mountains that are in the in the plains below, 
this is sort of like the start of like a tableland, I guess, mm. that, that isn't beyond these mountains. And I think that's sort of the end. Once you get beyond there, you start getting to more sort of almost like WA kind of, of landscape where it's drier. This is that last bit where the subtropical rainforests of the World Heritage Area can be seen. And so, yeah, it was a really enjoyable walk and not, not a super hard mountain, but one that was, you know, worth doing. All right, so you're returning back to Queensland, and the one park that we haven't really talked about is Tambourine National Park. Yeah, so this is, I think, their oldest national park in Queensland. It's not the best, but it's popular because it's close. It's quite a tourist kind of feature, I would say. Like, you see it quite advertised quite a bit. A lot of families. Yeah, and, and you speak to Uber drivers, and they're like, oh, have you gone to Tambourine Mountain? So it's clearly like a destination yeah. is what I'm I mean, I, I, knew, I knew about it because of Rick Price's seminal album, Tambourine Mountain, from the mid-90s. Uh, as, was, as we all do. Yes, that, yeah. was, that was the first time I heard of this place, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I think of Hard Rock Candy Mountain, like the, the Big, big Rock, big candy, rock mountain. candy Mountain, when I think of Tambourine Mountain. I have no thoughts on Tambourine <laughs> It's um, So one of the walks we did there was the Sandy Creek Circuit. It was good. It was like 3K. The thing is, if you're looking for hikes, they're not a lot It's there. lots of, I think, which is probably why it's quite popular with kind of more mainstream tourists is that it's a lot of small, tiny hikes that kind of give you little tasters into forests, little kind of boardwalk walks through like different kind of featured kind of shrubberies. Yeah, and, and it's, there's lots of cafes, there's beautiful um, arts and crafts and galleries and, and shops. The heal, the and the healing power of crystals. The healing power of crystals and juice. What kind of crystals? Uh, I don't know, every kind of crystal you want. Depends on what healing you need. I need all of the healing. So, I mean, yeah. I'm making fun of the hippie stuff, but yeah. it was still beautiful and I quite enjoyed the kind of feeling of Tambourine Mountain. Especially you guys went and did a roped course while I sat and had a coffee and con- contemplated crystals. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Which was quite nice. I got to know the town while you guys were doing a high ropes course. And I actually did a hike by myself. Yes, you did. Oh, I don't remember the name of it because that's <laughs> just how I roll. Not quite like Donovan. No. <laughs> also, there was that amazing waterfall that people went to swim at that was a, people were maybe a little bit too... Uh, yeah, there's there's so I think the weekend we went was a really hot heat wave because I remember if if any weekend I felt that humidity was the time we went to Tambourine Mountain and I remember you guys really wanted to go for a swim. I as we have said, I'm not really much of a swimmer. I, I'm not that I can't swim. I just don't love going swimming. I think we were just so hot from the ropes course because we were just like dripping sweat. Yeah, you guys were really hot and just wanted to have a swim to cool off, whereas I had not kind of exert had not exerted myself as much. So I kind of brought a book and um, we walked down all the way to the bottom of the um, waterfall. And being a weekend and being really hot, there was lots of people as well. And you guys kind of went further down the waterfall kind of river and I decided to stay kind of close to the top, but it meant I had to watch a lot of people dangerously do backflips off rock cliffs into the waterfall. And I was just worrying about myself that I'd have to witness like a horrific event. Obviously, yeah, people taking lots of chances that I probably wouldn't. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was still beautiful. I think still a t- nice kind of relaxing atmosphere up there. Tambourine's a good park if you don't have the fortitude for a long hike. And you just want to get a taste. Yeah, and you want to have like a maybe a, a bit of a swim, go to the shops. 
Yeah, a little bit yeah. of everything. I think could see it good for families, young families and things. Definitely. But I think that really the pick of the, the lot there would have to be Kumara and the Wari Circuit. If you're like, uh, you know, a big hiker and you want to see some of the best that Australia has to offer, those two really are, you know, the pick of the bunch. And if you don't have the time, then do the Twin Falls, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Don, just to wrap up. In this Gondwana land World Heritage Area, top five hikes, five to one. Oh, okay. So one would be Kumara. Two would be Worry Circuit. Three would be, oh, I think probably the Twin Falls. Then Minion Falls, I guess. And I don't know, like Minion Falls and maybe Wonga Walk. But then there were other things like you know I didn't I didn't mention some of the other ones that I'd, I'd done. There were a few other walks as well that that were not in in that, but they weren't probably part of the the World Heritage area. Mm. So it's a it's a hard one. I definitely say like the the problem is that number one and number two are so far ahead of everything else that I really would just say top two oh, yeah. because so it's one so two you, daylight everything else. If yeah, you had exactly. like two. Two chances to go hiking, you'd say just go to Kumara or just go do Wari first and then go do Kumara to yeah. just end on like and, a and, high. Then, and then if you don't have the time then do the twin just falls. Do, yeah. You know? It's just it's it's like if those were my local hikes and I had to do that multiple times a year, I'd be a happy man. Mm. You know? Uh, it really is people in the Gold Coast are spoiled for choice. And the funny thing is I wrote blog posts about it and the comments were, oh, we should do it. And I looked up where they live. They live on the Gold Coast. I was a visitor and I'd done better hikes than them. And it's just that people there all think, oh, it's the beaches. Oh, it's, you know, all all the yeah. stuff there. But really, you know, the things that are amazing there are in the hinterland. Yeah. I wonder as well whether people aren't as prepared to drive as far. Well, it's been being in WA, like... An hour to get to Sullivan Rocks, not that much, really. Exactly. I think people are distance cowards. They've got to just get on it. It's yeah. a very yeah. Because I was going to I was going to ask you just because being a foreign blogger in a foreign world, what was your response that you got? Were people kind of yay? There's another person enjoying our state, or were they just kind of like, who is this guy? And yeah, I think I think there was. I think because I guess if I had just started a blog, and I only had the nine hikes that I did in Queensland and the three that I did in New South Wales, mm. they probably would have been a bit like, oh, that's nice. But I think because it came from a background of having written a lot about hikes in Western Australia, yeah. that it came with a bit of, I guess, experience. So people did did appreciate it. I know that because I think both Coomera and the Worry Circuit were very well received and have and they're still being read now. Yeah. But um, I had, you know, a few other people who, who commented and said, you know, it's great to see that you enjoyed our, our state yeah. and that you enjoyed the hiking here. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, oh, they were very welcoming. That's good. Yeah, because, you know, obviously the more you travel, the more you're going to have and you've got your Tassie hikes um, that have been posted right now and will be posted for the next couple of weeks, I'm guessing. Hmm. So you've kind of been a uh, Australian man of mystery now. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that, I must say, like, it sucked being away from Melissa. It sucked having to work such long hours. But hiking-wise, it was really great. And it was really eye-opening because I hadn't really considered Queensland as a place to go hiking. Mm. And it's a place that I'd probably want to go back to as a result of this trip. 
Uh, we were actually going to go to Queensland in July this year. We're going to go do the Thorsbyn Trail. We're mm. not going to do it now because it's probably a bit too much Queensland yep. in one go. Yeah, certainly to me, I've, I feel like there's a lot that Queensland has to offer that we didn't get to see. Like there's things like Carnarvon Gorge, which is deep inland. There's gorges up in their, in their sort of version of the outback up north yep. that I'd love to see. And of course, the rainforest stuff in, in Cairns and Thorsbyn Trail. Definitely places I want to check out another time. Mm. So your comments in our hiking in summer is go down south and now you can add go to Queensland. Oh, yeah. I'd say, go to the rainforest. You know, yeah. it's, it's amazing because people, a lot of people said to me, oh, the hiking season in Queensland is in winter, mm. but you can hike. It's not comfortable hiking. You know, obviously it'll be more comfortable in Tassie or in Alpine, Victoria or New South Wales, but it was comfortable enough. And someone who's so used to that that sort of cabin fever feeling, it was like, yeah, actually, this is a good time to be here in summer. It may be humid as hell, but mm. you can actually still hike. And that was really nice. So it's been great to kind of hear your experiences about Queensland and know that it's not just Gold Coast and strip clubs and V8 supercars and everything else. There is actually places to explore. And if you're over there to, you know, go visit a theme park or three, then definitely take the time to hire a car and travel out to some of the national parks. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And thanks, Alyssa, for coming in and providing another voice. No problem. I know that Don's been a bit under the weather, so any other opinion or kind of, yeah, to take it off him is, is great. Sometimes he gets a bit grumpy, but... I think um, he was pretty good this I'm pod. I'm used to it, so oh, it's fine. We, we, weren't talk, we weren't talking about Jarrah, so it's all good. Yeah, happy done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and as always, if you want to find out more about these walks and visit The Long Ways Better, and there is plenty of information and photos available. Thank you guys for having me in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, normally have the door shut and Alyssa's uh, watching TV in the front room. Yeah, watching The Bachelor or something yeah, of that nature. It's yeah, good right. to yeah have everyone in because you are you're the long way is better as well. And yeah. yeah, and yeah. The, the silent half, other half, the one that's in the photos, yeah. toiling good. away. Good. Yeah, you, you provide a lot of, of um, you know, perspective in the photos and, and humour in the photos. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Intentional or not, we don't know. The times I fall into the puddle and Don just takes a photo of it first. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. No, I think you uh, lighten Don up a, a fair bit. And good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on a few more podcasts because, you know, you were there side by side with him as you did the Billman. Yep, I can kind of give you the other side yeah. of the story. Actually, it'd be really good to get you in for the Caragini one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That will be Happy coming to. up soon. Yeah. Yes. Or then the, our Tasmania trip. Yeah. I can tell you yeah. all about how I ripped my pants. Yes. Right right on a butt cheek. Yes. It's always and, a great um, story. Yes. And on that cliffhanger, <laughs> yeah. thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back in a fortnight. <laughs>